Hi, I'm Olivia from Onso Studio and welcome to the Brame Podcast. We've all experienced a moment when we felt let down by someone or felt frustrated when they didn't do something we wanted them to do. Maybe the person that you expected something from was your friend, child, a parent or most commonly your partner. You've probably already guessed where I'm going with today's episode. Today I want to discuss with you about expectations, what they are, why we need to be aware of them and how we can actively monitor and manage someone else's expectations when running a service or product-based business. You might not know it, but we walk around with a lot of expectations. Expectations are your strong hopes or beliefs that something will happen or that you will get something that you want. And we all carry different expectations from each other. I can remember when I was 18 or 19 years old and my parents left the house to go do some shopping. When they came back, I could feel the tension in the air. I wasn't really sure what was wrong, first of all, but then one of them made a comment about how the dishwasher hadn't been emptied. And I felt horrible. I felt this horrible pang in the pit of my tummy. And then I felt bad to let them down but also felt a little bit annoyed because I didn't know that they wanted me to do that. This was an expectation of something that should have been done in their eyes. It was a pretty logical and sensible expectation to have, but to me I felt a little bit blindsided. I had no idea I wasn't doing something they wanted me to do. I was obviously unaware and probably at that time watching Friends on the TV. I think I probably said something along the lines of, well, I'm sorry, but you should have told me to. And they probably maybe said, we shouldn't have to tell you to. Unknowingly, we do sometimes set up other people to fail without them even knowing it, with our own expectations. And although I agree the unloading the dishwasher isn't unreasonable, but to sort of have this expectation that I should do it without knowing that I should be doing it, sort of is. Obviously, after this incident, I realised unloading the dishwasher was a must if they were out. But some expectations can be sort of on a spectrum from reasonable to ludicrous. And some expectations you might have could be like your friend or your partner should like all the same music and artists as you do. That is crazy. And that can definitely hinder you and your relationships and cause lots of arguments and resentment. Therefore, we need to be aware of the fact that expectations we put on the people around us because sometimes they just won't be able to meet them. Plus, we should really be aware that is this expectation reasonable in the first place? Mismanaging expectations when you have a business can be derailing. Whether you work with clients or sell products to customers, there are expectations at play here from both parties. If you're a service-based business, then listen up. Clients usually have a bunch of expectations before working with you, and I have first-hand experience with this. These expectations could look like, I paid you for these services, you should be available to answer me 24-7. They can just answer or WhatsApp me instead of emailing. They should have responded to that email by now, it's been two hours. If you don't manage these expectations with your clients, you are walking on a very thin tightrope for the whole project. And it's bound to, at some point, 
disappoint that client or you might not meet their expectations without realizing it. Remember that to them, most clients have this illusion or idea that they are the only client on your book. Obviously, we don't want to make or you don't want to make your clients feel unspecial or unheard. But you do also need to put up some boundaries in place so that they know what to expect. So how do we avoid conflict or less likely let someone down when working with them? Firstly, it's good practice to manage expectations at the start of every project or even purchase. For service-based businesses, this would include, I don't know, like a friendly project manual or code of conduct. Name it whatever you like, but it must be something that you can give to your clients to read and make sure that they accept and understand the way you intend to work with them. For example, it could include the days you are available to work on Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday because maybe you have a non-client day to do deeper focused work every week. Let them know this and explain why you have this in place. Tell them the ways in which you intend to communicate, the way in which you will not as well. Manage the amount of hours your clients might have to wait for a response from you and let them know that you're always trying your best to be as quick as possible. If you get this all out the way at the beginning of a project, you won't have as many hiccups halfway through. Plus you get all this horrible nitty gritty bit out of the way and even resolve a few issues that might arise halfway through and cause deadlines to be pushed back. You might have, for example, a client that prefers to use WhatsApp. Maybe they're always on the go and never check or just absolutely hate email and say that to you. And I can sympathize with clients on this and can see how WhatsApp is a far easier on the go app. It's your decision, but standing by your work boundaries is good practice. If you do have a client that pushes on an expectations you've set up, make sure you talk about it. Don't ignore it. You could say to this particular client why you made communication all email based. You could say you only have one phone and that is for personal use, not for work. And WhatsApp is a form of communication for you with family and friends, etc. You can even put in past experiences and maybe say you did have clients on WhatsApp before, but you never felt like you got away from your desk and that you needed some healthier work boundaries. Hopefully your client will understand where you're coming from and maybe even agree, but sometimes they won't. And therefore, you have to find a solution you're both happy with. Starting a project knowing your client's not happy with the process isn't really how you should proceed. Iron out all the kinks before you start. The solution might be as simple, just finding another messaging app that she can use on her phone and you can use from your laptop. There's usually a solution out there, it's just finding it. If you sell digital products or physical products, your customers are still going to have expectations. Usually these will include delivery times, refunds and even warranties. Most businesses already have these expectations set up on their site, but if you don't, make sure you do. If you're selling digital products, you need to explain how they should expect them to be delivered, either via email, Dropbox, even down to the files. They might expect something different and maybe not even check their emails and expect it to pop up on the actual account page that they filled out. So make sure you actually explain how they deliver how you'll deliver this digital product to them and how they can access it easily. 
Your customers and clients' expectations don't only apply to your business process, but also with your branding. When you position your brand in a specific way, for example, whether that's overly luxurious or sustainably good, your customers will create this expectation of you in their minds. If your brand is luxurious with higher price points and you post a product in a cheap packaging container, they might feel a little cheated because you didn't meet their expectation. So a reminder that the brand you build and how and what you say you value does create expectations in your clients' and customers' minds. Make sure all your touch points match up with your brand values and not just the design aesthetic on your website and Instagram page. We are going to leave it there for today as I think I've chewed your ear off enough about expectations. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you missed last week's, do go check it out. I discuss what affirmations and branding have in common and it actually might surprise you. You don't have to be a affirmation queen to enjoy it either. Thanks for listening to the Ramin podcast. If what I said helped you, please subscribe. And if you have a few seconds, just to spare, leave a quick star rating review. It really does help my podcast grow organically. I hope you join me next week. And in the meantime, visit onsitestudio.com where you can browse all my free resources and paid products, including website templates and custom and semi-custom brand identity and website services. I hope you have a wonderful day and take care.